monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. And joining me, as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? Good. You know, the last time we recorded, which was a month ago, I was feeling a bit under the weather. You remember that? Yes. You know what's crazy? What? I'm still not well. <laughs> like, yeah. <coughs> I've had this. It's been lingering. That was a month ago. Yeah, so if I sound like a sexy Kathleen Turner, it's because my voice is a little raw. Well, if you will also remember a month ago on the podcast, I was all concerned. Previously about on the podcast. the skunks living underneath our front steps. Yeah, it ceased to be an issue after so, that night. No, no. Listen. Oh, is there more to this? Yes. So, the, after the podcast, I went and did a bunch of research about skunks living under porches. And I figured out that at this time of year, it was most likely a mom with babies, like I was concerned about. And the best thing to do is nothing, because if you evict them, you normally the babies will just die. The mom will abandon her babies, and they'll die. So I decided not to do anything. They are gone now. They're probably grown-up little skunks I now. never smelled them at all again they after did. that night. Yeah, they did. But Chase hasn't been sniffing at the hole, so I'm assuming they're gone. Chase never got sprayed. So everybody wins. So for wins. those of you who were sitting waiting, waiting with bated breath to find the resolution to this very, very good story, I hope it paid off for you. I just felt like it needed closure. Yeah. Speaking of very, very good stories, I picked the movie this month. Did you like that transition? Yeah. That was good. It was a good segue. Uh, I picked um, a movie called Burnt Offerings from 1976, directed by the great Dan Curtis. Famous for directing such films as Trilogy of Terror Part 1, Trilogy of Terror 2, The Night Stalker. He was the guy who uh, created, I don't know if he created it, but he directed a lot of uh, Dark Shadows, the television program. All right. So it's a big deal. Cool. And this was his feature film based on a novel by uh, Robert something. I have the case here. I'm so impressed. And uh, can I talk about the ordeal I went through to get us to watch this movie? Just for a minute. Joey, it was like five minutes. It was longer than five minutes. I so mean, I say I, that, but I just sat on the bed eating popcorn while... Yeah. <laughs> you were just like, everything's fine. I'm like, yeah, because you're not having to do anything. So I... Um, no, so, no big deal. I like to collect films, movies, yeah. you know? And so I was like, hey, you know what I should do is buy a Region B Blu-ray player so I can take advantage of a lot of the cool things that come out of the UK from, like, Arrow Video can and Can you not just buy them on our films. DVDs? First of all, these are Blu-rays. Second of all, they're different editions. Sometimes they're completely different. I don't know if there is an American Bird Offerings, but even if there is, this one has the better stuff on it. So What's better about it? It's got better features. It's got a newer transfer of the print, so it looks better. Look, don't question me. Just trust me. I just don't know why we need a whole separate thing. I don't know why you so... need eight different pairs of Toms, but I don't question it. I don't have eight different pairs of Toms. How many pairs of Toms do you have? I have Three. And how many different pairs of almost identical Chuck Taylors do you have? Converse They're different colors. Right. They're and I don't question it. Do you do you have a lot of them because you like to have them? They're Is it possible that you like to have them? <laughs> They're put away. So are the movies. Oh my god. They are. Because you made such a goddamn fuss. I have movies coming out my nose. That's how many movies we have. They're just full. 
I'm full of movies coming yeah. out my nose. God, God forbid I have something that gives me a tiny bit of happiness in so, this wretched life. One, th- you have several million collections. I have two. I have video games and movies and comics. So and three. A, a big pile of board games on top of the comic Those books. aren't in your way. <laughs> my Chuck Taylor's aren't in your way. And I don't complain about them. I just don't hassle me about this. This is the thing that I, I enjoy. I don't hassle you. We have limited space. We're fine. The mess of wires what underneath about it? your desk begs to differ. Again, none of that stuff affects you in any way. Let me have my thing, woman. <laughs> anyway, uh, the point of this story was I bought a Region B Blu-ray player. And I bought a bunch of Blu-rays, including Burnt Offerings from Arrow of the Arrow Video Release, which Hooray! is very awesome. Shut up. Uh, so I went to hook up the thing tonight and realized I'm an idiot. And I forgot that you need a 220 to 120 volt uh, adapter to plug in your Blu-ray player because it's from the UK. Yeah, that's a weird plug-in. That's because they use 220 instead of 120. It's like all like do. bigger. Yeah, it's bigger. So I forgot and I didn't have one of those. But luckily, this particular edition also came with a DVD of the same film. Uh, and my laptop, as everyone's laptop, because you can just use VLC, which will decode any region. Do they even still make laptops with the, like a, with a disk drive? I mean, we used mine, so I yeah. know, but in the new laptops. Yeah, you can get them that way. I also do have a Blu-ray drive for my laptop, but it's at the office. I didn't bring it home with me. Otherwise, we could have used that. Okay. Anyway, the point is, after all that, I, I managed to hook up my laptop to the TV. We watched the, the Region 2 DVD of Burnt Offerings. And, you know, despite the fact that it was clearly standard def, it still looked pretty good. I'm bummed we didn't get to watch it in the glorious 1080p from a 2K scan of the original film negative. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Don't act like that's a weird... Th- You're making me mad. <laughs> I'm a little cross right now. We're going to discuss this when the podcast is over. But first, <laughs> oh, we are going to no. listen to the trailer and talk about burnt offerings. And if we don't come back, it's because I burnt Nicole as an offering. It all began as a summer vacation. A young family found a beautiful old house. It had secluded, spacious grounds, a large swimming pool, magnificent furnishings, so you are the people who want to rent this house. What do you mean it's nine hundred dollars and then it's all ours? Well, there is one other thing. It's hardly a catch. They thought it was the answer to their dreams, but it was the beginning of a nightmare. Oh God! Oh God! In this old house, up this staircase, behind this locked door, something lives. Something strange. Something powerful. Something evil. Stay away from that dog! It will possess this woman. It will destroy this man. It will terrify this child. And no one can stop it. <coughs> Burnt Offerings. Starring Karen Black. Have you actually tried to tell me that this house is responsible? <coughs> Oliver Reed. This house is destroying us. Betty Davis. This house is getting so cold. Burgess Meredith. And this house will be here long, long after you have departed, you believe me? Eileen Heckert. God, when it comes alive, tell them about it. Tell them what it's like. Ah! 
this door lies a horror beyond imagination. Who is it? Where did it come from? What does it want? When you find out, it will be too late. Oh, God! Oh, God! Burnt Offerings. Welcome back. Nicole, I want you to say for the people what you just said to me. <laughs> no. Make it clear to the people what you no. said. I want you to do it. You can't just spring this on me when <laughs> we recording. It. I'm springing it. Tell no. the people what you told me. She said that her hassling me about the Blu-rays was just a bit for the podcast. I don't want everyone at home to think you're a mean old hag. I am a mean old hag. No, she's not. She's actually very sweet. I hate everything. And she has pretty hair. Except for the skunks. I let she them smells free. Like, yeah, you like the skunks, but you don't like your husband. You said my hair smells like flowers? No, I said your hair smells nice. And I said your hair is nice and you smell nice. <laughs> I was just saying you're nice. I regret it, but I, thought, I was saying that. Okay. You thought what? But I thought your hair smells like flowers? Yeah, I it thought doesn't. that was a weird thing to, for you to say, but you didn't say it. It would be it. a weird thing to say, but you just weren't listening. <laughs> Anyhow, let's get into this movie. Uh, for those of you who have not listened to the podcast before, welcome. And we are going to go into great spoilerific detail. We're going to recap the entire film. So if you haven't seen Burnt Offerings and you care about spoilers, uh, then you know watch the movie first. But if you don't care, you know who cares? It's a movie. You'll be fine. Anyway, Burnt Offerings <clears throat> by Joey Grisecki. <laughs> <laughs> Continue with your book report. Thank you, I will. Marion, Ben, and Davy arrive at a big sketchy house covered in vines, and all the plants have died. Davy's the child. <clears throat> yes, Marion is the mom, and Ben is the dad. Marion is played by the great Karen Black. Ben is played by Oliver Reed, who is in my favorite, or one of my favorite vampire, uh, I mean werewolf movies. He's also in The Brood. Yes, which is also which a very good movie. Which was your werewolf movie? Uh, he's in um, Curse of the Werewolf, the oh, hammer one directed yeah. by Terrence Fisher. You've never seen it. Don't he's act also like in The you know Brood, which is. I think we did The Brood for our podcast. That's the one where she licks the babies. Remember? The d- bloody babies? Yes. It's a Cronenberg one. It's yes. good. It's a good movie. And Karen Black, we've also reviewed one of her films on the podcast. We've probably done a couple, but which one did we do? House of a Thousand Corpses. We didn't do that on this podcast. Devil's Rejects? We didn't do that on this podcast. We've definitely talked about them, but not maybe. I think we have talked about her in something. I can't believe we've done... We haven't... Oh, we have done Rob Zombie films, but not... Did we do Lords of Salem? Yeah. Because she might be in that. Maybe. Anyway. Doesn't matter. She's in the great Rob Zombie uh, films. Yeah. House of a a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects as Mama Firefly. She's also in Trilogy of Terror and a bunch of other really good stuff. Mama Firefly. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, they are offered by Burgess Meredith and his sister uh, the opportunity to stay in the house for the summer and tend to it. Uh, And Burgess Meredith and his sister are in no way creepy and suspicious. They're very creepy and suspicious. I disagree completely. They were totally normal. The house is described as immortal, which is also not creepy and suspicious. Now, apparently... It also was described as... The house takes care of itself, yeah. which is also not creepy it's or suspicious. completely a reasonable thing to say. Apparently the mother of Burgess Meredith, Mrs. Um, what was her name? Aberside? Alder- Allardyce. Mrs. Allardyce uh, is going to stay in the which house. Which is a cool while name. Allardyce is a cool name. But she doesn't leave her room. She'll be no bother at all. You'll probably never even see her. Uh, but so she just needs to have a. She just needs to be fed three times a day, not unlike a parakeet. Like to see the tray yeah. outside of her room. Just like a parakeet. This is also in no way <laughs> suspicious. However, Ben is suspicious, for no reason, really. But Marion really wants to rent the place, and let's face it, when your wife is Karen Black, you do what she wants. 
Actually, mm. no, he... That's a sexy woman. He raised a really good point, which would be a, a major red flag to me. He's like, these people are willing to leave their mom, their, like, 100-year-old mom... Their bird mom. ...with complete strangers. Yeah. That's a red flag. Yeah, but 900 bucks, 900 bucks. But so then Ben makes a joke about whether or not he'll survive, which I'm certain is in no way foreshadowing. Our heroes... At, with Betty Davis in tow. Betty Davis is Aunt Elizabeth. She's Ben's auntie. So yeah. I only know Betty Davis because of her is eyes. Is it the Kim Carnes song? You don't even know her eyes. You just know the song about somebody else's eyes looking like Betty Davis' eyes. But there's nothing remarkable about Betty Davis' Again, eyes. Again, you saw her as an old woman. She was a young, glamorous... You should see pictures of her when she was young. Maybe I should because I was She's not, really good. I was not... Star- she was good. She's fantastic. But I was not starstruck by her eyes. Yeah. Her famous eyes. Again, the eyes in question are referring to the other, aren't even referring to her eyes in the song. They talk about a woman whose eyes kind of look like Betty Davis's eyes. Well, then, then they must be remarkable in some way. Look, take it up with Ken Carnes. Don't talk to me about this. I'll write a letter. Anyway, uh, they get to the house and discover that um, Burgess Meredith and sister, whose names I didn't write down, have had to leave and they just left a note, which is a totally normal thing to do by two totally normal people at a totally normal house. Right. Everything is very normal so far. Marion goes looking for the old lady and finds a bunch of totally non-weird photos on the table by the tray that she's meant to deliver three times a day. And also, like, as she's walking up, the, she sees that the wallpaper's been peeling. Yeah, the whole old. house looks like battered shit. Yeah. But, yeah, it's cheap. Yeah. To stay in a mansion. Here, this isn't important to the plot, but Ben slaps his aunt's ass and that's weird. It was weird. It's playful. I mean, you didn't think it was weird. Your exact words were, my family is always slapping each other's asses. I don't find that weird. <laughs> That's what you said. You said bums, though. She didn't say asses. She's a delicate lady. Yeah, She's a formal but, lady. but he shouldn't be doing that. She was into it. It was playful. They had a very, like, playful mother-son kind of relationship. Really? I found it flirty and weird. I don't think it was flirty, Nicole. He flirted more with his aunt than with his wife. I don't think that's true. Who he just got very aggressive We're with. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Marion starts tidying like crazy, like it's her whole passion you know, it was a different time. Meanwhile... I've never, ever seen a woman get as excited about cleaning. Ever. Mm. She was super into it. Like, it just filled this void in her. She definitely had a void. Davy helps Ben fix the pump for the pool, which also looks like shit. And then they go for a walk and find a graveyard. And it's... Th- that graveyard never actually comes up again? Really? No. But it doesn't really matter. It was just... It was more just scene setting. So, uh, Marion then tries to talk through the door to the old woman who hasn't touched her food in a week, which is... That's too long. And then I wrote, that old broad's toast. She's toast. I know, she never goes in to see if she's dead or... Yeah. I don't know. She's like, Do you, are you coming out at night and going to the kitchen? Is, is that why you're not eating the food? That, that must be what you're doing, because... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it's talking to you to through the door. So, while playing in the pool, Ben discovers a pair of broken glasses... And then I wrote, I wonder if they belong to Burgess Meredith, which is not fair. It's not fair. There was time now. Because Burgess Meredith played that character in in the episode Time Enough at Last of the Twilight Zone. That's your favorite episode. Uh, It's a really good one. It's not my favorite, but it is very good. Really? You've made me watch it like 800 times. You've seen it like once. Shut up. You've probably seen it parodied in everything else, and so you think you've seen it. Or is it like everything else you get into and you make me watch it? I don't times. make you watch anything anymore because you just complain. How many times have I watched the Jackie Chan? You could leave the room. I don't put it on for you. I'm watching it. <laughs> I didn't make him for you. That's true. I'm yeah. always just there. And it's not just the Jackie Chan one. I also like the Buster Keaton one. We're talking about the Every Frame of Painting videos of Jackie Chan they and Buster Keaton. They are very good. Yeah. 
So maybe I should just get my own thing going on. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to kill you. Yes, maybe, maybe you should get your own thing going on. Be like cleaning the house more. I should be like <laughs> there you go. Karen Black. So anyway, uh, Ben and Davy are playing in the pool, and then Ben starts going ape shit and almost drowns uh, Davy, while Marion sits and freakily listens to a music box. Uh, so Auntie Elizabeth is yelling, and eventually Davy punches his dad in the nose and gets away. And I'm sure that in no way does this not bode well. <laughs> uh, I wrote Oliver... Oliver Reed has... I forgot that his... I, I, his character's <coughs> name is Ben, but for some reason here I wrote Oliver Reed. You forgot halfway through? Yeah. Ben has a black and white dream, which is how you can tell it's from the past. Uh, and it reminded me of Nosferatu because he's a little boy at a funeral and this hearse pulls up and a sketchy hearse driver gets out with sunglasses and a scary smile. You know, it it was like that t- because it... Oh man, I'm having difficulty oh, tonight. <laughs> I wonder if that was like an inspiration for Joe Hill. Like, I bet you, I'm sure he's seen this movie. Yeah, because he described him like that. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Uh, anyway, um, he wakes up and he's downstairs and Ben is just very upset about the whole thing and about what happened with Davy. And he also says the dreams about his mother's funeral are coming back. And that is not mysterious. Right. Which explains why he's so close with his aunt, because she probably raised him after his mom died. That just occurred to me now. Yeah. Cool. That occurred to me actually, like, near the end of the movie. Mm. I'm glad I figured it out before you. In the morning... then I win. Why did I change your name to Karen Black here? Fuck, I'm bad at this. In the morning, Marion <laughs> discovers the pool is completely restored and looks completely new again. And she's just like, if it's all, it's brand new. And then you're like, hmm, interesting. I'll yeah. take notes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> ben is down by the pool experiencing... Tr- oh, no, that's later. I skipped a page. <laughs> oh, no, maybe I didn't. In the morning. Okay, yeah, all right. Oh, no, this is... We're, we're a professional Sorry. podcast. That night, Ben is down by the pool experiencing trauma, which he forgets about when Marion agrees to get nude and get in the pool with him. Ooh, sexy time. Oh, yeah. Karen Black getting nude in the pool with you, you forget about your trauma. That is the cure for PTSD, is nude Karen Black. It's cured. Unfortunately, she's dead, which is why we can't cure PTSD anymore. She's dead. Yeah, she died in 2013, I think. Didn't someone else actually play her in Devil's Rejects then? Uh, oh, that's a good point. Maybe you're right. I think I think you're right. Yeah, I think you told me that at the time of us yeah, watching it in theaters, right. which was like a million years ago. Because she had ago. been like ill, I think. Oh, but not like man. how the Beastie Boys say it. Like, she wasn't well. She was also a Scientologist, which is a bummer. Oh. Anyway. It's a bit of a bummer. Uh, anyway, um... But then when he goes to... And then she won't bang him for some reason. And I wrote, kind of sending some mixed signals there, Marion. Yeah, I kind of Don't, like, all flirtily take off your gear and get into the pool with your husband and then not have sex with him. I, I did, I mean, consent. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, look, you do you. But. I did feel bad for him because he was really going through some shit. Yeah, he had some trauma and he just wanted to get his dick wet. No, it was already wet. He was in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I keep killing you. Uh, that's very funny. Um, but, like, yeah, I did feel bad for him. So, anyway, they get out of the pool and then... She should do her wifely duty. Exactly. Things take a turn for the rapey, but then Marion's all like, You don't understand! And she looks up at the attic and you can see the lights are on. And it's like, oh, man, Mrs. Allerside... Or Alder... What the fuck is she's her She's getting again? her thrills on. Mrs. Mrs. Allerdice. Her, Mrs. her Allerdice. chains are being tickled. She's watching... You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain that. Uh, and then I wrote, Strange Things are afoot at the Circle K. I like to say that. 
While Ben does yard work to let off his pent-up sexual frustration, Marion and Elizabeth discuss the fact that their hair is turning gray, and Elizabeth complains of being fatigued and considers having a nap. This is unusual for her because she's very, like, full of life. I also really enjoyed how excited Marion got when she figures out she's going gray. She's like, oh, my mom went gray by the time she was 33, and now I'm going gray, and I'm so excited. I'm like, yeah, own that gray. She's a silver fox. Um, <laughs> Wait, anyway, isn't that silver foxes for men? Don't they? I don't fucking know. She's a silver vixen. Get off my nut. Anyway, she's very annoyed at feeling poor. So she goes. So then Elizabeth decides instead of having a nap, damn it, she's gonna be active and she's gonna go say hello to Mrs. Allardyce, but is met at the door by a not at all creepy and sinister Marion. She was like, "No, uh, uh-uh, uh, yeah. you can't come up here. This is not for you." So after uh, doing some yard work, Ben is enjoying a nice, cool course, and he has visions of the spooky hearse and driver from his dreams. Yeah, that was actually really creepy. Yeah. I know, like, obviously it's all practical effects, and it really it was, was a hearse driving up, but it was so creepy. Yeah. The and way I wrote, this is all fine. And then he's like, the hearse driver's smiling creepily yeah, at I'm him. still not convinced anything strange is happening. <laughs> He that, was good. He did good. Oh, he, Oliver Reed is fantastic. Yeah, he was really good. He's also dead. Being scared. He oh. died during the production of Gladiator. Was he also a Scientologist? No. You keep bumming me out with these people I'm excited about. Jason Lee, Scientologist. Jason Lee? Yeah. Oh. Like from... Like yeah. yeah Stop! You're ruining life for me. That night, all of the previously broken clocks in the house all snap to midnight, which was rad, and start chiming. Which wakes Ben cool. up, which I thought was really cool. So Ben, while investigating, discovers that Davy's door is stuck. And he breaks it down and discovers there's a crazy gas leak in his room. And Ben saves the lad just in time. He picks him up and he takes him to a window and he's just like, come on. And then he breathes this air and he runs yeah, back like, and smashes the he window. He got his dad points back yeah, for that. Which was crazy. So then the next day, uh, Miss, uh, Aunt Elizabeth looks 100% older and shittier. <laughs> And she tells Marion that she went into Davy's room to cover him, but she didn't touch the, the I didn't. The heater, I swear I didn't. And she didn't touch any of the stuff. Then Marion's like, um, I think you did. So Elizabeth is a little bit concerned that maybe she's having a senior's moment. And Marion <laughs> then gets a little bit cross. And Marion is in no way acting strange. She is completely fine, and so is everything else. Right. Ben then confronts Marion about how she was being kind of shitty to Elizabeth and how weird the things that go on in this house have been. I don't know what he's talking about, personally. Ben is also asking Marion about the old woman, which is odd, because nothing out of the ordinary is going on at all. It's all completely normal. He's like, you're acting nervous, Marion. She's like, I'm not. I'm not. Should, why would you're you say that? Shut her, up. You're just going to wake her. You're going to wake her. So Davy is holding a fancy you are. bowl. You're the one who's... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So we get downstairs, Davy's holding this big, giant, fancy crystal bowl. You know, like how kids do. Yeah. And then when Marion goes, Davy! It like startles him. He <laughs> drops it and it smashes. And she freaks out. And it's like, well, you dumb bitch. What did you think was going to happen? If you scream at your child. Yeah. This was the first time where I was like, for fuck's sakes, Marion. I understand that you're probably being possessed by this house. But Jesus Christ. Jesus just a bowl. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I was also kind of like, what the fuck is this kid doing holding this crystal bowl? I'm just like, did you guys see this bowl? Yeah, no kid's interested in crystal. This kid was just like, wow, look at the worksmanship Unless it's math, bowl. but I don't know. I don't think this kid's into math, Nicole. And that was a pretty good joke. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Meanwhile, Miss Elizabeth, not Miss Elizabeth, that's a wrestler. <laughs> Aunt Elizabeth now looks like beaten shit. And she up and dies. Or so I thought. 
She but was be- really freaky when she yeah, was dying. She's so good. But before I could confirm Those that eyes. she had died, it cuts to Ben, who's telling Marion that she's acting fucking crazy, and the house is fucking crazy, and they should leave, and she's incredulous, because clearly, it's all good. So Davy alerts us that Liz is not dead, but is in fact not at all well. Uh, so Ben's like, I'll, I'll go call a doctor. Comes up and he's just like, Marion. <laughs> all of the phone, the doctor's line was busy. All of the lines were busy. So she, and she's just like, all of them? I'll, I'll like, go try. I tried to call every every single number and they were all busy. All the doctors in the world are every, busy. What the fuck? And he's like blaming her for it, which I actually thought was a nice touch. Just like, <laughs> these fucking phones are fucked and it's your fault. It was like all building this whole... Yeah. He, he knows something is wrong with the house. She's not listening to him. He's taking everything out. This, the doctors put yeah. him over the edge. See, normally in, in haunted movies or in any movie where like one character knows something is fucky and everyone else doesn't listen, I find it frustrating. But in haunted houses, house movies, it's awesome where he's just like no i know this is fucked but obviously i also know it sounds kooky and i do love my wife so like you feel for him in the frustration he's like this is all fucked but normally that would bother me okay but it, didn't, but it doesn't bother you now no i really liked it in this movie um anyway so she's just like well i'll go try and she was back and she's like yeah it worked and he's just like it worked for you huh interesting it's almost like this house has possessed you and is letting you use the phone because you're secretly... But no, she didn't actually call the doctor. The doctor didn't come. Yeah, I thought that too. So she's just pretending. Why didn't he follow up with her about that then? Why didn't he be like, hey, you said you called the doctor. What the fuck? Because he was aunt- too scared because the instead of the doctor, the hearse guy came. Oh, right. Actually, I do have this part here. Yeah. Um, all the fan- phones are busy and Ben suspects foul play on, on the part of the house. Um, okay. This is so. While Ben is sitting with Aunt Elizabeth, Marion retreats to the old lady's room again, and we learn that she's been the one eating the food, not the old lady. Marion's eating the food. That freaked me out because it, it took me a minute to realize which room she was in. So it was dark. Yeah. So I just thought she was just eating her dinner weirdly, and then I was like, oh, "She's she's the one eating the old lady's food." Yeah. The old lady isn't there. Or is she? We still don't know. We just well, know I mean, that Lily's not eating the food. She wouldn't be alive if she's not eating. At this point, Ben hears a car in the drive, and he looks out and he sees it's the spooky hearse, and he goes full Laura Palmer's mom when she sees Bob at the foot of the bed at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's a yeah. good um, comparison. Yeah. So Ben and Elizabeth stare in fear and bewilderment as the door to the bedroom bursts open and the spooky hearse driver flings a coffin at them. And I was like, that was the fucking raddest shot. That was so rad. That was really creepy. Yeah, that was good. Cut to Marion discovering the next day all the plants in the greenhouse are alive and well. Uh, it seems she's doing this instead of attending Aunt Elizabeth's funeral with Ben and Davy, which is completely normal and understandable. However, Ben is upset about this. Mm-hmm. He's like, why the f- You didn't come to my aunt's funeral. She's like, I couldn't leave Mrs. Ad- what the fuck's her name? I keep wanting to say Alderside. Allardyce. I couldn't leave Mrs. Allardyce. Obviously. You idiot. (laughs) So Ben says, look, I would like us to leave this house because you're obsessed and consumed by it. And Marion disagrees. And you know what? I'm starting to think something fishy is going on with Marion and this house. I'll say it. I don't think she's alright. She's not alright. Yeah. I, I turned around on this whole thing. She's dressing different. She, like, starts wearing these elegant dresses. And much more gothic dress. Yeah, doing her hair up. Yeah. This is a lot like Vertigo. Only instead of a man turning a woman into another woman, it's a house. The house? 
Okay, uh, in a rainstorm, the house starts shedding its shingles and siding to reveal brand new wood and shingles underneath. And that was like the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. It was like a butterfly. Yeah. And then I wrote, okay, yep, that is definitely weird and not at all the sort of behavior you want to see in a house. It was even it was really cool the way it was shot too. Oh, it was how so it wakes him up and he just sees shingles falling past the window. And he goes to Davey's like, Davey, it's the, the house, man. It's, it's I was really impressed with the practical effects oh, yeah. in this movie. I mean, they're nothing like spectacular yeah. or, or mind blowing, but just it was really well done. So this was the one part of the movie where I got a little irritated. Right. So Ben grabs Davey and they are getting in the station wagon to get the fuck out. So he's like, Davy, look at this fucking house. It's shedding. We need to get the fuck out. And Davy's like, this is crazy and scary. And they get in the car. And suddenly Davy's like, no, Dad, stop. Wait, let's stop. Let's get out. And it's like, fuck off, Davy. Your dad is trying to save you from the evil house. And you're just like, no, let's not go. He's just like hitting his dad. Davy was really obnoxious. I was just like, fuck you, Davy. So then a tree falls, which stops uh, It's like ben. a whole trope. In horror movies of annoying fucking children. Well, this kid, up until now, I was kind of like, yeah, he's a kid. But this time I was like, why are you stopping him? You you saw the house shedding. Like the kid in Babadook I wanted to drown. The <laughs> the kid in New Nightmare I wanted to drown. I like New Nightmare. I like New Nightmare. I like that the kid. kid is fucking kid annoying, though. Uh, so, yeah. So then we get this scene where a tree attacks Ben. Like, it grabs his leg and pulls him down. And I was like, holy shit, Sam Raimi stole this. How cool was that? When, I, when you saw that Sam Raimi totally took that from this movie. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if the tree's going to rape him. She did ask that. The tree didn't rape him. No. Uh, but Mer- but he keeps trying to ram. But then for some reason he thinks the great idea is to just keep ramming this big tree with his station wagon. And then, of course, he bangs his head on the steering wheel like an idiot. So at that point, Davey had a point. You know, Ben, you're being stupid. That's not... D- find another way or cut the tree or something. Don't just ram it with your station wagon. Go but, around it. Yeah. But then Marion comes out and, like, shoves Ben over and takes the car and returns... And at which point Ben is now like fully catatonic. He's just like sitting there. He's and this gone. time she actually calls the doctor. Yeah, he's gone. And full the doctor said. He's gone <laughs> full Richard Dreyfus and what about Bob? Oh yeah, that's what it reminded me of too. Yeah. Uh, so I like how that's our frame of reference for catatonia. It's like <laughs> what the about scene Bob? Bob or Richard Dreyfus is in a wheelchair. <laughs> So Davy decides to show off his deep end swimming to his catatonic father, despite his mom specifically telling him to stay out of the deep end. Fucking kids, they don't listen. Am I right? Fucking kids. Like, as you know, if we said to our kids, hey, this, there's one specific thing I don't want you to do because it'll probably kill you. They were like, no problem, mom and dad. And then as soon as you turn your back, there they are. That's why, you don't, you, that's why you don't tell them that thing. Yeah. Touch the cornball. You know best. Yeah. <clears throat> So anyway, he decides to go swimming despite his mom saying not to, and the pool becomes evil and turns into this like crazy whirlpool oh, that maelstrom. Was cool. Yeah, it's all wavy. Yeah, and then it tries to brown, drown him, and Ben can't save him because he's catatonic, but he's like vibrating and he's just like trying oh, really he's hard. Trying so hard. And th- which finally like snaps Marion up, and she's just like, "Oh shit!" But the house won't let her leave. Yeah. So eventually, she smashes a window with this like statue and jumps out and dives in and saves Davy just in time. And Ben finally, like, which shakes Ben out of his catatonia, he's like, I, I tried. He's like, Dad <sighs> talked. Dad, he's, he's okay. He's going to be okay. And then I was like, oh, Davey's sweet again, because yeah. I wanted to kill him for a while. It was just that one scene where Davey sucked. Yeah. So well, Marian, also when he, he's trying to kill himself, himself by going in the deep end. Oh, yeah. End. Well, that was, but that's like typical Dumb kid stuff. fucking kids. Yeah. So Marion finally agrees, all right, you're right. We should probably leave this house. It's probably a good idea. But first, oh, I need to go say goodbye to Mrs. Allardyce. And he's like... Marion, you we really don't have to do that. Can you can you please not just say like, don't be silly. Everything's fine. Oh my God. And I was just like, fuck, fuck's sake, like, Marion. This woman's gonna be the death of me. 
So, when has Marion ever been reasonable? So in she goes. Now the house looks amazing. It's all clean as a whistle, which made me think, I wonder if they had to shoot this movie in reverse. Like, if they had to shoot all the scenes from the end first, and then as the shoot went on, deteriorate the house and shoot the beginning stuff at the end, when the house was all beaten up. I'm surprised you didn't already look that up. I I was watching a movie. (laughs) I didn't look it up, so I don't actually have the answer to this. So if you're curious, look it up and send an email. Answers on a postcard, too. Anyway, so Ben finally goes, all right, I gotta go find her, because fuck's sakes, you know, we're trying to leave the house, and she's, I don't know, changing her shirt for the 18th time again. I can relate, man. I totally get what you're going through, Ben. Well, I don't change my shirt. You do other things. That many So times. Ben goes upstairs to try and find Marion, but so he ends up going to Mrs. Allardyce's room, and he's like, uh, Mrs. Allardyce, we haven't met, but I've lived here for four months. You haven't seen Marion, have you? And she just looks out the window with his back room and he's like, Hey, I'm talking to you, ass. She turns around and you know what we see? Marion. Marion is now Mrs. Allardyce and she looks so scary and awesome. Her eyes like have this like white film over them. A little bit and like her hair is all white. Pure, she has the creepiest oh, look on her face. So The way he shot it is so I cool. I knew like f- f- pretty much my guess from the moment she ate the food is she's becoming <coughs> Mrs. Alder. I thought she was being possessed. By, I thought we were going to see the old woman be dead and that she was being possessed by her ghost. And so I knew when he walked into that room he was going to see Marion. Yeah. But it still scared me. It was so me. good. The, she the shot was, was so perfect. freaky. And he holds on it for a really long time. Yeah. It's so oh, good. it's terrible. And she's terrifying. like, I've been waiting for you, Ben. And, he, and then he turns into the guy from The Wicker Man and he's like, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! I'm and she gets up and comes Man. at him. And then it cuts to the outside. And then fucking Ben gets thrown out the attic window, which was an awesome shot. Right onto the car. Yeah, and he faced dies. Faced through the window. So his son's and sitting like, there. Fuck! Screaming. Dad, that sucks. And then he, Davy runs out, and then the whole brick uh, and he's like, chimney, Mom, Mom. the brick chimney falls on him, and he dies too. Yeah, and I wrote, "Fuck." Down. I didn't know that was gonna happen. So then, I kind of um, like that no one survived. Yeah. In voiceover, we now hear Burgess Meredith and his sister commenting on the beautiful restoration of the house they and their of mother, mother back. And they as, it, as they're talking, back. it pans over to. We didn't mention it earlier, but there's this huge collection of old black and white photographs. Like, hundreds of them in this house. Uh, and as it pans past them, we see there's been three new photos added, and it's Elizabeth, Ben, and Davy. So, yeah, and at the beginning, the brother and sister talk about... It was like their mother was collecting memories. Yeah, so the house basically ate them. Yeah. Which was... So, I loved this movie. I Yeah, I knew you would. I loved so, it. This is instantly in like my top three or four favorite haunted yeah. house movies ever. So about halfway through for me, I was like, "This is uh, it's giving me enough to keep me watching and keeping me interested <coughs> in it, but I was a bit, it was a bit dry for mm. me, a bit dull. With, I didn't find that. But, oh my God, after that, it just picked up a lot. And all yeah. I feel like all that buildup was worth it yeah. because then you really in, are invested in the characters. I really cared what happened to them. I'm surprised to hear you say that you thought the earlier parts was dull because it doesn't take very long. Like, the whole drowning scene happens early. And, like, you start to see little weird things. I yeah, mean, it was, it like, is little definitely things, like, though. It definitely is a slow burn. Yeah. But, like, there was enough stuff peppered in. And I also just, like, looking at it, like, the way that the house was designed, the production design is so cool looking. So, yeah, I agree that there was enough stuff peppered in, but I thought if the whole movie was like That's that, fair. then I might not like it. But I really did yeah. like it a lot. And I feel like um, 
I don't like there's a whole other trope we can talk about in horror movies of women being possessed by houses that happens quite often the haunting does it that's the best haunted house movie ever made um the well the television series the house the innocence of, haunting of hill house does it which is based on yes, the same but it's thing new. as the haunting um this one did it the innocence the innocence deborah kerr um in the in the uninvited did the woman get possessed in that one i don't remember I think so. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, so so I, I feel like this is trope because, um, and because a woman's it, place is in the home. Well, well, not that, <laughs> that, but like I'm coming up with this like kind of it reminded me of my art history background, um, that I took in school of, the of women throughout art history have been seen as vessels that need to be filled with children and other things and and in these haunted house movies. She hmm. is the vessel for this house to have life, for it's these house, like houses to have yeah, life. The haunting transfers from the haunted house into this woman. The woman becomes haunted. It's like a haunted cow situation. Yeah. But not a cow. I mean, like, that's just... I don't I'm know. I'm not saying women are cows. I'm just saying the haunted cow is a funny phrase. Yes. Your but point you, is actually more interesting than mine. There's probably papers been written on it, but that I have not... On the haunted cow? I hope so. No. And what I'm talking about, but hey, I'm just yeah. this is what something it's I a cool something I thought of when I was watching this movie. Yeah, I I just yeah I I mean off the top of my head I can only think of a handful of haunted house movies I like as much if not better than this movie and that's like the haunting. I also think there's a thing or like a stereotype of women being more sensitive to presences to spirits than men. Also dogs. <laughs> also dogs, dogs are sensitive to that. But the, the dog didn't get possessed. There's no dog in this movie. I'm just. I wasn't saying this movie. I was just saying in general in movies, dogs can see ghosts a lot of the time. I know. Remember when I thought Bender saw a ghost and yes, it was just a I fly. Remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Good thing you live with me. Otherwise, I'd be like, oh my god, we have to move. On a scale of um, haunted house movies, though, is this better or worse than the Ghost in Mr. Chicken? <laughs> oh, you can't even compare. <laughs> I know. It's it's not a fair com- comparison because the Ghost in Mr. Chicken is perfect. But anyway, yeah, I fucking adored this movie. I'm so happy we finally watched it. I'm I'm cross that I didn't get to watch my Blu-ray, but I'm happy about the idea of waiting to watch it again now. I'm excited to see actually the special features. I think that'll be yeah, cool. Yeah, there's multiple commentaries on here. One, uh, there's one with Dan Curtis, Karen Black, and the screenwriter. There's one with a film historian. And there's some like interviews and stuff, including an interview with Lee Montgomery, who I think played Davey. Okay. So be able to be like, hey, Davey, what was with that scene where you were an ass? It was cool to see Karen Black um, younger, because I only know her as Mama Firefly, which I love. I I'm sure you see her I absolutely stuff. adore her as that character, so it was really cool to see her in this and yeah. still be really good. She's I mean, great. we shouldn't be surprised, but... You should watch Trilogy of Terror. You'd her at it. the end was amazing. Oh, that was like such a good shot. I like I knew it was coming, and it still scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I shit my pants, literally. It smells terrible in here. <laughs> well, that was Burnt Offerings. Great movie. I highly recommend it. Yeah. All right. So that time, was our September. Which means it's time for the most wonderful time of the year. Halloween. Spooktober. So, Joey has very graciously... I mean, it is my pick, but he's let me um, do a big one. Oh, yeah. Because I'm very excited for Halloween. It's my jam. And I wanted it's to... It's true. She eats Halloween and peanut butter sandwiches. Oh my god, can you imagine, like, peanut butter sandwiches with Halloween candy in between the jam and peanut butter layers? 
Just tell them what the movie Sorry, is. Sorry, I'm pretty tired. Um, <coughs> so we're going to do something big for this yeah. month. We're going to do the entire Scream franchise. Incorrect. We're going to do Scream 1 through 4. I am not watching the TV series. Wait, this is a movie podcast, so we're not doing that We're watching at all. Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 3, and Scream 4. And we're going to review them in their entirety. And you're going to get to hear us argue about the ranking of the movies. And I'm so excited because Scream... She loves these movies. Scream is probably the movie that got me way into horror movies back in the day. And yeah. I can't wait to discuss it with you. We've watched and them all together before. Yeah, but I'm excited yeah. to really get into she, it. She loves all of these movies. I've seen the documentary about about it. and I I'm really just... love Scream 1. <laughs> and you love me. And I love you very much. Do I don't this. dislike... Well, that's not true. I don't dislike... Three of the we don't need movies. to talk about it right now. We're going to talk about it next month, which means we have to watch four one. movies. Now, the last two episodes you've heard, we have both watched the movie and recorded in the same night, the night before the episode went live. So we're being super ambitious about this, but I'm I believe very, we can do it. I'm very, very excited to do this. I'm it's, excited funny to talk is, to you about it. It I'm sounds like it's more work. Listen. But I'm convinced this will actually be less work for me because I don't have to pay as close attention and write as many notes because I've seen all these movies multiple times. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, we are very so, excited. Yeah. Well, so I we'll see you in Halloween for Spooktober. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our super special, long-ass edition of the Bride of the Creature podcast. This episode was much longer than usual, too. It's a testament to how good that movie I, was. There was more to talk about, yeah. Movie. So, uh, you have anything else? Nope. Cool. So then, until... <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> Just a weird way to end it. Sorry. <laughs> until next time, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. You all stay scary now. Kissy kissy. Come on, let's go fill up a vessel or something. Oh, gross, Joey. <laughs> How could this woman ever decide to wed this man? <laughs> <laughs>